Hello and welcome to More Locks, a Let's Experiment show about finding new homes for the lost and forgotten characters of Marvel Crisis Protocol. I'm your host, Lexa White, and with me this week is Crabulous. How are you doing? I am doing fine. How are you today? Doing just fine. Uh, would you mind introducing yourself for the people at home who may not know you? Uh, yeah, my name is, uh, I go by Crabulous on the discords. Uh, my real name is Mark. Uh, and I just kind of, I've been uh, a little bit absent uh, lately, just sort of taking like a mid-season break. But uh, normally I just kind of, I troll around various uh, discords and Twitch streams. Mm -hmm. And we just had a big one yesterday. Oh yeah, that was uh, really intense. Um, so for the purpose of this show, we are jumping into, um, for those who don't know, uh, last weekend at the mini extravaganza we are recording this on sunday we had the big stream on saturday where they showed off a lot of characters and updated roster building uh wa uh walkings so now we get 10 tactics card slots gems are permanently stapled to characters within the roster they don't take up a roster slot um crisis selection is now fully random out of the three and you get um you can have two characters with the same alter ego in a list together, as long as they don't have also the same superhero name, uh, but only one of them can ever go out on the field at a time. Wow, yeah, that was a lot. And we also got Magic Rogue, Hulkbuster, and Miss Marvel. Ooh, as well as spoilers for like another small handful of characters. Yeah, and an affiliation document update. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, for the purposes of this show, we are jumping in feet first. Uh, this is a show about experimentation, so I want us to jump into the new format and all the possibilities that it has in front of us as soon as possible. We aren't... The way we design lists here, are, we are always looking forward and looking to the cutting edge of what's just been announced. Even if we don't talk about just announced characters that they get announced, well, we've they're always available for us to incorporate, and I think it's going to be important for us as experimenters to start experimenting with this new frontier as soon as possible. So we will be doing this with all of the new rules as best we can from the ways they were laid out by Atomic Mass Games in that live stream. If we are experimenting here, so we may get some stuff wrong. They may have slight adjustments to these rules when they officially come out in the core rules update later this year and as soon as we know of those changes we will start using those changes but until then we are working under some assumptions and that's okay because it's better to get this practice in with the experience we have now and the knowledge we have now than sitting and waiting yeah i'm a big fan of that just like uh kind of getting the wheels turning and uh taking in everything as it comes piecemeal uh, is really exciting so this will be really fun i think Yes, um, we have a lot of New Frontier to talk about today, um, and it's going to be very interesting. Uh, but first, uh, as a non-podcaster, what character do you want to see in Marvel Crisis Protocol that isn't already in here? Oh my gosh, what a question. Well, um, the first, so there's a whole, I think like anybody who plays this game, we all have a list that is uh, embarrassingly long of characters that we would like to see. Um, and so I kind of pared it down to um, 
like a couple of characters that I'd like to see uh, because of uh, the potential like aesthetics on the table would be really fun. Um, and then uh, I have a character that I'd really like to see uh, just because of like what they might be able to do mechanically. Mm. Um, and so aesthetically, the two characters are pretty similar in the way that they look, but they're like, well, I guess they kind of show up in the same place. Anyway, um, I really want to see Spiral and Silver Samurai. Mm. I think either one of those two or both of them together would be uh, really awesome on the table. I really like Spiral. She's like one of the coolest looking characters I think that they've designed. Yeah. I mostly know Spiral from Marvel vs. Capcom too. I'll be honest there. That, you shouldn't be embarrassed about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's like a pretty cool, you know, she's 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 really fun. I think she's really fun in that game. And, um, you know, she, to me, it's just, it's all the aesthetics there, right? It's like yeah. six arm samurai chick. She's got some robot arms. She's from an alter, alternate dimension and the future kind of. Um, so she has like a neat, you know, her background is kind of neat. Um, and then, you know, she's like uh, kind of a, a spellcaster and um you know she's like an interesting she's i just think she's like a really interesting fun character uh she'd be kind of cool to see um and then also i think like mechanically i'd really like to see uh multiple man mm, that would be an interesting one yeah yeah and i don't know i don't know how you would handle it in a way that made sense and was fair and fun um but i think like with some of the stuff that we've been seeing lately, uh, these guys are like really starting to kind of get a good feel for the uh, system that they've developed. Oh yeah. And uh, so I, I think like, and especially, you know, based on kind of what we saw um, from mini Stravaganza, they're really starting to get um, more bold, I think with their uh, design choices. Oh yeah. There's a lot of really cool stuff that came out of the mini Stravaganza. Yeah, and I think a character like like Multiple Man might be something that would be, it can because there is a subsect of the community that is like constantly asking for minions and uh, you know like shield agents or Hydra goons or whatever, mm-hmm. and I think like Multiple Man might be a cool way to kind of appease sort of that part of the community a little bit and say, well, we're not going to give you just like droogs to run around and have die, but like, here's a guy that turns into a whole bunch of people. So mm-hmm. go have fun. Yeah. No, my, my version of that is I want the Stafford Kukos. Ah, yes. Yeah. That would be really cool. And then you get uh what's her name? Um, Emma Frost. Emma Frost. Yeah. I think Emma Frost is coming sooner rather than later bringing a Hellfire Club affiliation with her. Yeah. Cause they just, uh, who said, didn't Josh say the guy's name? Uh, I don't, I did not watch all the streams. Yeah, I, I like, uh, there was, it was during the game when they were playing the, uh, they were playing the crisis game and, um, man, what's that guy's name? Sebastian Shaw. There it is. That's the guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. His name got said. So, so he, you know, he's on the table. Right. And then that means Mm -hmm. that Emma Frost has got to happen and Mm -hmm. all that. Yeah. That's really exciting. Yeah. And that, and Jean Grey can fit into that affiliation as well. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah. But none of those characters are the ones we're actually here to talk about today. <laughs> no, we were, we're excited about, I'm excited about them for different reasons. Um, uh-huh. And character I brought today is, um, well, we'll just, we'll just get right into it. Uh, I brought Bullseye. The boy I love. <laughs> one of probably the most maligned toys we have in our toolbox 
that I bring out consistently and do stuff with. Yeah, he is, um, he's more fun, in all honesty, he's a lot more fun to play um, and has a lot more use on the table than you might think if you just look at the raw numbers. Mm -hmm. I think, like, go ahead. If you can, if you're at all good at rolling four dice, he's going to do amazing for you. (laughs) That's the thing, you know, um... I, I was out on four dice uh, builders for a long time, and then I, I've been playing a lot of Mystique Freedom Force uh, mm-hmm. for the past couple of months. And there's a lot of four dice builders in there, and so you just kind of get used to using them. And they're they're if you could bring enough of them, they're surprisingly good. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and a thing we we aren't going to do any of that speculatory. What if we could change this character now that we know about it is out there? That's not something I'm introduced interested to do on this show right yeah no i'm uh, i'm i'm down with uh just kind of going through going mm-hmm. through our guy uh plain dexter as is on the card right now yes um he has uh he he's very interesting in that he basically does not care about cover yes and you know that I think as the game grows and we as a community get better at playing it, I think the more important that's going to be as the game goes on. I think that's an ability that's going to continue to get stronger. Well, I also think as X-Men get stronger, that's going to be more and more powerful. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Because it just, yeah, knocks out, you know, half of the half mm-hmm. of the storm thing. Yeah. Um, and then he has... Uh, four dice, range four. So he's actually a long range character. Uh, yes. And then uh, his pin cushion is four cost five dice, but you attack twice, which is fairly solid. Yeah, it's probably it feels a little over costed, um, but um, it's like a decent because there's conditions. Hold on, I shouldn't. I should have had the card up already. Um, it gives out it. bleed. Yeah, just hands out bleed automatically, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's pretty fun because there's, you know, we're we're getting like, uh, you know, we continue to get kind of more characters that sort of synergize with the bleed effect. Oh yeah. Um, so that's like a fun, a fun extra little tie-in that you can kind of use uh, mm-hmm. when you're list building with him. Uh, and then he has hidden run and potting shot together. Yeah, I love this combination of abilities. I yes. think this is like where the real work happens with this guy. Mm-hmm. It just makes him the, one of the slippiest characters in the game. If you can get, you know, yeah, he's he's a guy, like, if you can just slide him a little bit of extra power every now and again uh, to kind of smooth out the rounds where he can't roll the dice super well, mm-hmm. um, being able to, to hit and run and parting shot, like, back-to-back uh, is really fun. Um, you know, it kind of gives him the ability to, like, move up and take a shot and then bounce back mm-hmm. and uh you know if you position like he really rewards the thing about bullseye is that he like really rewards proper positioning yeah and the better the better that you can get and just like when you when you see when you when you're playing him on the table the times that i've had the most fun with him is when when it's time for him to activate i look and i go how can i use this really annoying character that nobody wants to have to deal with and force them to do something with him. Yeah. And then I get to react to that. And if I can put him in a place where I know, you know, it's like, okay, so I'm going to put him next to, you know, 
you want to try to set him in a position where you can really get the most out of that the extra little movement from the parting shot i guess is what i'm trying to get at yeah um i have had games where i've played bullseye and tilted my opponent so hard all they try and do is kill bullseye <laughs> and then you've already won at that oh, point yeah. I feel like if he can if he can just divert a little bit of attacks away from you know other characters that are doing like the heavy lifting in your in your squad then mm -hmm. he has paid for himself. Yeah, no, it's he is look at me, I'm a target the character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, he is called Bullseye, right? <laughs> <laughs> he has one right on his forehead. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, oh, it's so good. Yeah, and then, you know, and then the other place that he kind of slides in really nice is in um, Big Swarmy Lists, mm -hmm. where where you don't need everyone to do a lot of work. Yeah. If you can kind of put him in a place where you can distribute the workload um, mm -hmm. a whole bunch, then, um, you know, then I think, like, he really finds he really finds a good slot in, um, in like, Swarmier, Swarmier Lists. Oh, yeah. Which brings me to my first affiliation suggestion. Mm -hmm. Let's go. Which is Steve Rogers' Cap uh, Captain America's Avengers. I was hoping we would go there. Uh, that was definitely... He was on the short list of, uh, of affiliations for me, for sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't want to be too easy here or whatever, but like that's a really solid choice. Yeah, it's just... Getting a hidden run and a putting shot for one each on a turn just turns him into a, an absolute monster. Mm-hmm. But I also think in the same turn, he's also fairly good in Sam Avengers. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and I think, and you know, and then those two guys also aren't bad in each other's affiliations. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so we already kind of are getting... We could we could lean into this right and just kind of go. We could go this way immediately. Mm -hmm. uh, but let's let's talk about a couple other directions quickly. Yeah. Um, he is affiliated to Cabal and Criminal Syndicate. We're not really going to talk about either of them. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to bring up the Midnight Suns. Yes. Yeah. Wow. We uh we might have synergized a little bit here mentally before this thing mm -hmm. started. Um, it's, they just have, they have bleed synergies, it gives him more mobility, just all the fun stuff. Yeah, I really like, so there's the obvious, um, bleed synergy with Blade, but then there's, like, kind of a sneakier thing where, you know, depending on the situation that you find yourself in with Parting Shot, um, sometimes it really behooves you to kind of, like, abandon, um, you know, if he's, like, if he happens to be holding a secure point, for instance, mm -hmm. um, sometimes it really behooves you to just to to vacate the area with the parting shot and kind of like entice uh, your opponent to kind of come in. Mm -hmm. And with, jeez, uh, what's his name? Doctor Voodoo. Yeah, Doctor Voodoo. Um, he can, you know, with his uh, brother Daniel token, just being able to like negate the ability for somebody to uh, secure an objective. Yeah. Um, I think there's like a fun soft synergy there with having a guy that wants to run away all the time, and then another guy that says you can't even contest this thing. Yeah. Um, speaking of keeping him alive, I think he's solid in web warriors. Mm, 
I hadn't thought about that one. I kind of went the other way and was thinking about him um, in a Spider-Foes list. I also think he works in Spider-Foes, the land of the four die builders. Land of the four die builders and land of like really annoying, I'm just going to deal you a point of damage here and there and kind of yeah. like paper cut you to death. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, the ability we didn't even talk about on him is his ability to just deal a point know, of damage. Deal a point of, you know, if you if you look at it in a negative sense, you're really paying a power to give your opponent's character a power. Mm-hmm. Um, but used in the appropriate circumstances, um, that ability it can be very tilting. Oh yeah. Uh, for instance, if they are carrying cube fragments and you want to set up that power phase days. Yep. It's good for fine-tuning damage, which is why I want to bring up Inhumans. Yes. Another really solid choice for this guy. Um, You can feed him power to get off those I Never Misses and be mobile, but also using I Never Miss, you can fine-tune the health on a character with a citizen extract um, to (laughs) Terogenesis them. Yes. Yes, that's beautiful. I love that. I hadn't gotten that far with it. I thought I, I thought about him um, more in the in the sense of yeah, what you were talking about, where you can kind of feed him a little extra power if if he needs it, and then if he happens to, because we know you know five di- or four dice builders can spike. Occasion, they can spike, and every now and again, you know, I mean, if he gets mollywopped and then. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, ends up building a couple or throwing a couple builders out there or whatever, like he can occasionally end up glutted with power. And so he's kind of like a nice little, it goes back and forth with him, right? Like he's Mm -hmm. not a huge power hog. Um, He likes a little extra, but then he can end up a little flush from time to time. So he sometimes has extra to kind of kick out. Mm -hmm. Um, Speaking of uh, at my locals this week, Sin and Mystique uh, got into a shootout. Uh, where between three attacks, uh, not attack actions, attacks. So we got one rapid fire off and one didn't get their rapid fire off. Uh, they got 16 successes on three four dice attacks. Whoa. In a row. <laughs> Mystique oh, one shot Shuri and then Sin two shot Mystique. Oh my god, that's awesome. Oh, that's really good. Four dice attacks can spike. Yeah, every now and again. Well, and especially, too, you know, I don't think it's outside their own possibility to see a lot more characters with two dice physical on the table. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then those four dice builders really start to have outsize effect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and he is a character that gets around a good chunk of the movement tech uh, uh, the defensive tech of some of those two defense characters, like the Ancient One. Mm, mm-hmm. Or, uh, you know, like Rocket, right? Yeah. <laughs> what are we talking about? Uh-huh. Yeah, Ancient One is a much better comparison there. Yeah, you got that one. You nailed that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of, though, I do want to talk about the Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh... Guardians are very dicey lists, and sometimes they just have issues pushing through that last little bit of damage, and they're also very swarmy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are all those are all places. Those are all tick boxes for bullseye. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's really that's you know the other thing about him besides being like fairly mobile um, and long range um, is there's so many times where you just fall one point shy of dazing somebody and kind of in this game you know one point might as well be five in a lot of cases oh yeah especially on the likes of mysterio and enchantress Mm, mm, mm -hmm. you can perfectly you can not pay for the defense dice knowing that you'll probably whiff and have the one power to deal the one damage (laughs) yeah that's really funny that's yeah that's pretty hilarious i hadn't thought about that one cool so um so let's see here so we talked about a lot of directions is there one that jumps out to you oh boy well i think i think the easiest route would be to go down the avengers path Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I would like, I, I think that Midnight Suns is more exciting to me. Okay. Especially because they're new mm-hmm. and I've been seeing them around a lot, uh, but I haven't played them myself and I haven't done a lot of like, I've done a little bit of list building, but not a terrible, uh, amount. So I think it would be fun Mm-hmm. It might be fun to, as an exercise, to do that. Fantastic. So let's get first off Blade in there. Yeah, and then we kind of so we get Blade, and then we have uh, a really interesting. So I think Doctor Voodoo is kind of automatic. Yes. So the other right? thing, and I'm going to throw this out there already because we already have three characters, uh, two characters for. Mm-hmm. Um, as of the most recent affiliation uh, update. So, Blade was already an Avenger, and Dr. Voodoo is now an Avenger. Oh, boy. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So, why not both? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we might as well, right? I guess we could... Wow, do we just go... Do we go both caps? Well, of note, uh, classic Captain America has been updated. It's true. Um, so for those who didn't see the stream, uh, his shield throw now gets one automatic power. Uh, his shield slam and his strike both push or throw size three now. And don't forget that the shield throw went up to strength five. Yes, that too. Yeah, very respectable shield throw now. Yes. Yeah, uh, that's really fun. But let's uh let's let's sort out I think we have a couple more we have like a a decision to make, I think, with Midnight Suns. Let's uh let's table table Avengers just for a moment, not get mm-hmm. too far ahead of ourselves. Yeah. Um because the thing about Midnight Suns is that we have a glut of three threats. Mm-hmm. And by a glut I mean three in affiliation. But um they all are pretty different. Mm-hmm. And I think um, if we are gonna go, if we're gonna go dual affiliation, we have we should we should be mindful of our slots, right? Yeah. Because um, 
each choice is going to be really is going to have kind of an outsized effect on the downstream part mm -hmm. of this. Yes. Uh, um. So, Blade, we gotta have. Mm -hmm. Doctor Voodoo, Do we gotta have. We gotta have Doctor Voodoo. That's right. And then, so then, I think the next choice is probably: do we go Black Cat, Iron Fist, or Moon Knight, or some combination of two out of the three? Because I don't think we get all of them. No. I am a big fan of Iron Fist. I think he does a lot of fun stuff. Um, and the Iron Fist is just fun to actually do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Moon Knight also, uh, if we're talking about fun, is really fun. Mm-hmm. For sure. But um, I haven't played a lot of Black Cat. And, you know, Moon Knight and... Here's the thing, is that Moon Knight is super fun and he's like really good. Um, but he is going to kind of end up competing with bullseye a little bit. Mm -hmm. And unless we want to go as like a long range as like a strategy, um, I think it's nice to kind of mix up, mix up the ranges and the attack yeah. types a little bit. Right mm -hmm. now, Moon Knight does bring mystic, which is nice, but we have a lot of that anyway between Blade and Dr. Voodoo. Oh, yeah. And so what I'm getting at is I think I would like to go potentially Black Cat and Iron Fist. I think Iron Fist is the clear choice because we have the heroes for higher option. Yes, and the other thing is he brings us the thing we are actually missing, which is energy. Yes. Yeah, which is a little easy to overlook these days, it yeah. turns out. Mm-hmm. And he's also a in-your-face fighter who really gets distance. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we need, I think, you know, Blade. Blade likes it when there's, when he's not kind of the only one taking all the hits. Yeah. Um, okay. That flying kick is such a good ability. Yeah, I love, I love everything about Iron Fist. I think <laughs> uh, he, he, like, really... What's the way to say this right? He he's like he's just so exciting and kinetic as a character. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's like when he came out, it really reinvigorated my love for the game and kind of the direction they were taking everything in. Mm -hmm. Just because he has he has he has like a, a clear defined kind of play pattern that he wants to try to get into, mm -hmm. but it doesn't lock you into specific things yeah and so you have enough options inside that play pattern that he still is like he's not uh he's not like a rote character um mm -hmm. but he has like a defined you know like a clear a clear spot which i really like yes sweet okay so blade black cat dr voodoo iron fist and of course bullseye and of course our man bullseye that's right so we're at five now yep Okay, and so, and that gives us a good little, we have a nice little 10-point core for our Midnight Suns. And, and an 11-point core for that variability, because when we're always trying to fit in one specific out-of-affiliation character, the variability within the core is, is super important. Mm-hmm, and now, the other question is, do we, so Black Cat is really good, and we don't have a lot of in-affiliation um extract 
specific, you know, (laughs) as specific extract runners as Black Cat, right? She's kind of in that, like, high-tier Enchantress Miles Black Cat. Yeah. Uh, Bullseye is also still a very good extract runner. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. But he's kind of, he's like the other end of it, right? (laughs) She's She's like the go snatch it, and he's like the run it away and... Yeah. Try to hide it at the corner. Uh-huh, yes. Yeah, so I, I like her there for that. But then what I'm what I'm trying to get at here a little bit is, like, do we... Because Wong is also affiliated to Midnight Suns. I... We, we were talking about a second affiliation, and there's an affiliated character there that I think fills that role better, and we have the versatility to take her out of uh... affiliation. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm listening. Okay, cool. I like that. So yeah, let's, yeah, we don't even have to worry so, about him. So let's not beat around the bush. Let's talk about Quobox Black Widow. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, she's another fun, we're, and we're sort of, well, she's interesting, right? Because you can kind of go either way with her. Mm-hmm. As far as like an extract runner or um, a secure sitter. Yeah. Because she has that self, she has that martial artist, which really requires a specific range for you to attack her at to really consistently deal damage to her. Um, and she's also in the land of four-day builders. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> yep, yeah, she certainly is. She picks and all those boxes. she has a four-day spender that if you deal damage, you deal out stagger. Yes, I love that. I love that attack. It's broken my heart a bunch of times, but... Um... When it lands, it is so worth it. Uh-huh. And also, talking about the new Mystic Suite, she has a four Mystic Defense. Very sneaky, that one. Yeah. Yeah, that's like an oft-overlooked um, little bonus for her. Cause she Is she the one with the two? She's got two energy? Yep, three, two, four. Yeah, that's like a really interesting defensive stat line. Yeah. Uh, that is close to the notorious Venom stat line. Oh, yeah. Wow. On a two threat as opposed to a four threat. Yeah. Yeah, that's tricky. Yeah, I think uh, I think she'll be... She'll, well, and so, okay, let's talk about... I want to... Let, let me... Can we pause here for... Not pause, pause, but, like, I want to talk about that mini extravaganza stuff a little bit. Yes. While we're in here. Um, because... I am so curious. I am not sure what I think the effect is going to be of random crisis selection. Mm-hmm. And so I would just like to kind of bat that ball of yarn back and forth a little bit and kind of see what what do you think about that? And um, what do you think that that... Like, what do you think the kind of the, some of the downstream effects of that might be? I, I think it's... I think it will be a slightly more honest game. Mm-hmm. Not massively, but I think you won't get, like, it's going to be harder to force a specific design of the board. Right. Um, because, like, Criminal Syndicate, classic example, they had the split C force. Um, where no matter which one they discarded, they could always do either Mayofisk or Terogenesis. Or Terogen Mist. Mm-hmm. That isn't as, like, that's still something they can play into, and 66% of the time they will get it, but the other 33% of the time they won't. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And I think it forces list the way you construct your crises in your list now has to be focused on what you do good, not what you do better than this boogeyman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. I think... I think... For, like, club play... I think it's a really good choice for club play <laughs> and, like, leagues and things of that sort. I'm curious... My fear... And with Dune on the Horizon, we all know fear is the mind killer. Um, so I try not to, like, lean on this stuff too much. But the thing that I kind of have a cocked eyebrow about is that I'm wondering, it like, on the kind of the, the high-level competitive play, um, you know, traditionally there's, like, a lot of, a lot of safe or, like, best-in-slot options just mm -hmm. kind of matriculate there anyway. And that's not a knock on the game or anything. That's just, that's how... That's what happens with in competitive scenes. Yeah. Um, but you know, there are there are affiliations that are better in certain like specific combinations of crisis mm -hmm. than others. And so I'm worried that um we might see some crisis cards just get chased out because uh you know, you have to really look at like, does this create a potential bad matchup for me now? I am coming from a fighting game perspective, mm. where it is, unless you're playing, like, the tippity top tier, it is very rare for you not to have at least one 3-7 matchup. Hmm, what is a 3-7? Okay, matchup charge. Oh, oh, I got you, I got you, where you win 3 out of 10? Yeah. Is that it? It's, okay. it's two players of equal skill play about 10, uh, play hundreds of games that will average out to... Three wins for your character, seven wins for your opponent. Ah, uh, I see. Um, it's you also get seven threes along that same side. Um, and it's so I'm coming from this perspective of you learn your matchups because matchup knowledge, especially if you're playing something slightly middle to lower tier, you don't the top tier opponent doesn't get to play you as often as you get to play them. Mm -hmm. And so that match, that knowledge gap is more important than the advantage that they have in the matchup. Right. Yeah, I hear. Yeah. Yeah. It's like when you watch a really good, like a Yoshimitsu player or something. Yeah. Like knows all the matchups. Yeah. So it's, even though it's not a good matchup for you, you know how to play the matchup. Mm hmm mm hmm Yeah, that makes sense. And I guess like I'm still I'm I'm still locked in the old way of thinking. And, and it's so... my my thing with I have a little bit of a beef with the community at times. <laughs> of them not looking for something that is easy to execute rather than putting the time in to do something that may be more powerful, but harder to execute. Mm, mm -hmm. And that is, it's so much more satisfying. Yes. I just got to say that. And it's I like so good to pull off like a thing that you've been working on that mm -hmm. like behind the scenes, you know, or whatever. And you've been like trying, everybody tells you like, that's bad. Don't play that. That's bad. Don't play that. And then, you know, you kind of get the, you get over the, over the hump or whatever. And then when you start getting wins with that thing, it like mm -hmm. just such, such a satisfying feeling. Yeah. And it's 
it leads to an in and specifically with this matchup thing um i don't want to pe see people scared off of the scenarios where they do well in 90% of the matchups because they have one bad matchup because in aggregate unless you're playing in a ma uh, a meta that is heavily defined by that one thing you are going to see that so infrequently that that it it may be a bad matchup but reducing how do i phrase this best um if you have a scenario that causes a bunch of, like, even six fours, but you have a three seven on it, the cumulative advantage you get out of all of those six fours massively outweighs the one three seven you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. And I think people are only looking at the three seven and not looking at where they get the advantage everywhere else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and we also, you know, as a community, we've been we've been trained just because of how the game is for so long to kind of look at it as, you know, either what characters do I want to play, like what's my core combo, and then how do I apply that most effectively to a series of crisis cards, or yeah. what crisis cards do I want to play and try to exploit, and then what are the characters that best do that? Mm -hmm. And, you know... I think we still get to do that, but you get so much less of the turn zero advantage. Yes. I and... think it will still show up because there is still a 33% chance it's going to come out. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just be, yeah, 33% is way bigger than 0%. Yes. And it's, you know, we as like internet denizens and tabletop gamers have a real hard time sometimes differentiating between 33% and 0%. Yes. So it's it's still going to come up. I just think it's it's going to be more high rolly. Um which is a thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um but how do I phrase that? Without banning out a swath of crises, I don't think there is a way to fix it, and I think when you have one problem seed for each of those crises, and it's a different problem seed, um, it... It should actually, that's actually a thing that we should be looking for in a game, because it means that uh, mm -hmm. there's a lot of decision points that you have to make. Yeah, um, right? and it's it's this idea of cyclical imbalance. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, that Having a balanced system is boring, but having a balance, uh, an imbalanced system with checks and balances across the board, which is what I think this game does, mm -hmm. is interesting. Yes. Yeah. All because all the action happens by way of the outliers. Yes. I think like those are all the those are your like those are your like exciting, you know, mm -hmm. swing pieces. Mm -hmm. Um. And I. I feel the community is going to be too cautious. Mm -hmm. um, but I I am finding this as an excuse to play a lot more interesting scenarios because it means... Because I've started looking at it from just the where can I generate small advantages across a bunch of matchups and not worry about that one matchup because the control of it I feel less bad picking it when 
I had control of the choice. Then when it's fully random. Mm hmm. Yeah, it gives you a little out too. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Cause uh, yeah, I feel real bad when I when I. Well, I, I never feel bad about it. Let me take that back. Actually, I love playing this game, so I don't. Um, this has been like one of the most tilt-free gaming experiences I've had um, in like learning how to play mm -hmm. a game uh, like this. Um, and I just mean that kind of across the board. I mean, that shit happens from, uh, pardon me, that stuff happens from time to time. Um, but, you know, by and large, um, you know, we're like a pretty low tilt community. And, uh -huh. um, you know, like even when I've been getting just like crushed as hard as you can, um, I still find, you know, you find ways to make it fun. I always try to find a way to like learn a new thing. Mm -hmm. um, I think like it's shocking, you know, if you have, uh, if you've never lost a game uh, like 16 to two or 16 to zero or something like that, it's really shocking the first time it happens. <laughs> um, but it shouldn't be demoralizing because it really is like, a, well, there's a matchup situation and there's a skill gap situation. And then there's also like a, I made bad decisions situation, right? And so I think like the, the more, for me, the more I lose by, the, the more I look at those games and go, I got a lot to learn here. And it's, I have said this many times on this podcast, and to many people, I would rather lose a close game than win a landslide. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, it it all depends, right? If it's if I if if I'm in a rivalry situation with somebody who's like smashed me a whole bunch of times and I want to try to win as hard as I can. Oh yeah. If I'm playing like, you know, if it's like, you know, league night at the shop uh, or um, you know, even like league league night on tts or something and mm -hmm. it's somebody i've never played before um yeah the closer that game is the more fun it is for sure yeah rivalries are exempt of yeah, course yeah, totally. yeah, absolutely. i come from the fighting game community we now know how to do beef <laughs> yeah totally <laughs> oh that's awesome yeah i love that um, we yeah, know then... how to do beef yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's true that it's been, I, um, I have, I, I don't do it. Uh, I don't do it myself, but I like to watch, um, like high level, uh, competitive Tekken is really fun. Yeah. Uh, I like, uh, I like the pop-offs. Oh yeah. Uh, I am very excited cause the new multi blood is coming out. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's exciting. Uh, we are a couple weeks away. Mm, that's fun. Oh, and so uh, one one thing. I'm uh, sorry, I don't want to sidetrack you too much from our sidetrack, but um, one thing on the back of the um, of the random crisis selection thing is that if you stretch it out long enough, um, eventually you're just going to be able to take all three of the same shape. Yes. Uh, eventually, given we don't have some type of rotation for them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which and i don't know if those cards we saw were the finals or i guess we didn't see any new tactics cards right so the oh. and the character cards don't have the set symbols on them yes we haven't seen any new we saw new tactics cards but not uh avada tactics cards yeah yeah so but i think we're on what like five c's now yes but all of, but like you have the two split C's, which play very differently than all than the other three C's. 
That's true. And uh, then, and, and the new C is not a flip C, right? It's no. just a contest C. It's. I was going to bring it up later, but let's quickly talk about intrusions <laughs> open across city as seals collapse. Yes, Dormammu's crisis, right? Uh, no, this is the Baron Mordeaux hood pack, if I remember correctly. Oh. Okay. Or maybe it's Ancient One. Uh. Wait, no, it's Ancient One Baron Mordeaux. Ah, there we okay. go. That's the pack. There we go. I think so. Anyway, it's from the Convocation Wave. Yes. Yeah, we know that for sure. It's one of the next several boxes whenever they appear in your part of the world. Yes. Um, but it's, uh, it's a C, all three points, uh, and, uh, each point is worth one VP, but then you can spend one to interact with it. This character drops all objective tokens it's holding, if any, and then rolls a dice. On a quit, wild, hit, or shield, place this character within one of any other dark portal. Otherwise, your opponent places you within one of any other dark portal. After being placed, this character suffers one damage. Yeah, that is hilarious to me. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I can't wait to play this one. Mm -hmm. But it's it's much more mobile of a scenario. Yes, but it also like it it itself is a mobile scenario, but then it doesn't like require you to necessarily have mobile characters. Yes, which is interesting. Uh-huh. Um, and I think I think this is going to be a sneaky combination with any single extract scenario. Mmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing, right? Because when you first initially read it, if you put it in the box of uh, something like cubes or spiders, then you're like, why would I ever interact with it? Mm-hmm. Um, but in the case of, yeah, something like Senators or, uh, Krikor or whatever, um, yeah, if you're, yeah, just like a mobile scrum back and forth across the middle of the table where you can just teleport, you know, you, man, what a dangerous and stressful, sweaty game that's gonna make. The other thing is, I think they're a cheeky Wakandan herb place with it. Oh, weird. Where you uh, walk up, uh, you grab the herb, walk to the middle one, or get to the middle one, interact with it to drop the herb to have someone else be able to pick it up. Wow. Huh. Yeah, that is potentially really sneaky. Mm-hmm. This is weird. Yeah, this is a weird one. I'm really excited to play this one. And also, it's 19 points, which is a favorite point value. I've been, yeah, with all the Mystique I was playing, I really, I fell in love with Mystique and Nine Point Thanos for a little while. And so, mm -hmm. just kind of but by, uh, by extension, I fell in love with the 19 threat scenarios. Which is another thing we need to talk about. Uh, gems? Yes. Nine foot Thanos. Oh, <laughs> right. He now only takes up one slot. Oh my God. Yeah. Or just, or just any flavor of dual gem Thanos, right? Yeah. Yeah. I really like that. I really, I, 
I so I this is what I thought. I thought going into it, um, when they when they started to talk about Infinity Gems, they did a really good job of like letting the line out before they told us what they were gonna do. Mm-hmm. And so they started to talk about the gems, and my mind initially went to they're not gonna cost a roster slot anymore. And so I was really excited about it. And um then and they kind of, they got there eventually right but it was more circuitous than that and so um and I, I, w- I wasn't sure how i thought about it at first i really don't like to allow myself to to build a house next to my hot takes you know mm-hmm. what i mean yeah um i'll you know you you have to have them obviously because you're going to have a first impression you can't not have a first impression of a thing you've never seen before mm-hmm um, but I really try to just let that part happen and then and then kind of process past it. And because um, I think that's where like the really that's where the meat starts to happen. And um, so at first I, I like I was just unsure about it in general. And um, I really I don't want to sound like too much of a fanboy here, but I really also like this change. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that kind of focusing the gem bearers uh, during roster construction, um, it, I think it's really important um, because as as we have them now in the community, I mean, we play them as written and it's fine, but like, uh, I think they create a little bit too much flexibility in roster. It seems like they're restrictive because they take the slots, but you get like so much more during squad building. Yeah. Uh, as, as someone who pioneered the Thanos Spider Foes, which is not a list unto itself anymore, and it's the one negative that I have to say about this change is it previously Thanos felt in the way that Dormammu did where he warped any list that he was in into a Thanos list plus whatever else. And that's no longer the case. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think as a sacrifice, that's a fine thing to sacrifice for the health of the game. Um, but I will miss the like defining your list by Thanos. Having having Thanos and three or four gems in it. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I hadn't thought about yeah, I hadn't really I hadn't thought about the fact that Thanos really was uh, like a a roster skewing character, mm-hmm. um, and which is you know on one hand is kind of how he should be because he's Thanos, mm-hmm. um, but on the other hand, yeah, I think for the longevity of the game, it makes a lot more sense to do what they did. Yeah, and it also you know it um, I think it's going to do a lot to kind of buoy up other characters where the gem the roster slot for the gem might have, it was easier to perceive it as a tax. Yeah. I think it's going to buoy up Loki. I think it's going to buoy up Ronan a lot. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Those are the two, obviously they're like, they're like the two biggest ones, right? Cause mm-hmm. they're the two we see the least. Uh, not the two we see the least, <laughs> but I don't oh, yeah, think it's Ebony going Ma. to do enough for Ma. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Maybe he'll get some balance pass love someday. Yeah. But I do think the one that is actually going to hit maybe the hardest and maybe the least, I don't know which, is Doctor Strange. 
Yeah. Yeah, because he... I liked the flexibility of being able to take the soul gem off. <laughs> and you don't always need it, especially now that he's in uh, Midnight Suns. Yeah. But I also think they're stealthily signaling that we're going to get a second Defenders leader soon with the other version of Doctor Strange being in Defenders affiliation. Oh, I see. Hmm. Do you have any, do you have a short list? Uh, Jessica Jones. Oh. Good pick. I just, she's the one of that one of Defenders that hasn't appeared yet. Um, they could also do a second version of Daredevil that's the leader of Defenders, but I just, I want to see Jessica Jones in this game because I need to sit down and do the math, but it feels very boy heavy. Huh, yeah, it probably does. I mean, it, it's interesting, right? Because like a lot of the in vogue meta power pieces are, are female. Yeah, but I think across the game, it is still a very male focused game. Yeah, that's probably true. Mm -hmm. And especially if you, it's like, we have uh, A-Force, but there are other affiliations that are just no women in it. I'm looking at you, Spider-Foes. <laughs> yeah, it's a big sausage party over there, isn't it? Yeah, give us Silver Sable so we can break up that sausage party at least. Right. <laughs> Or Octavia. Mm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I would love that. I oh, yeah. would love Octavia. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Actually, yeah, why not both? Why not both? <laughs> um. I mean, on a long enough timeline, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I wonder I wonder what that split is. And I, I'm... Huh. Yeah, yeah I, I haven't will... done the math. I need to sit down and do the math someday, but there's a lot of affiliations that only have, like, one female character in them. Uh, like, you look at Blackwater, they only mm. have one. Um, and you look at, uh, I know I had another one in my brain and it ran away. And you look at X-Force and they only have one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah, it probably feels like it's probably around 70-30. I think it may be 40-60. Okay. I think with, with A-Force there, there's a skewing of the number. There's just like, you see all of them clumped together so they aren't as visible throughout the rest of the list, but I will actually have to sit down and do the math someday. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think for last season at least, I know like we're, it's not the, the whole thing, but mm -hmm. um, like the top 10... <laughs> I think the top ten was mostly chicks in uh, yeah. season five, right? Uh-huh. Because <laughs> Angela, so Enchantress, Scarlet Witch, Okoye, Shuri, uh, and Valkyrie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you say Medusa and Enchantress also? I, I, did, I missed Medusa, but I got Enchantress. Aha, uh -huh, there it is. Mm -hmm. Woo, okay, that was a solid digression. Okay, mm -hmm. um, so... <laughs> All right, um, so where where were we? Uh, we were talking about the possible Avengers splash. 
Mm, mm -hmm. And so, so I feel like we have probably what five or six characters locked at this point. We have five characters locked right now. Five characters. Okay. And so then, if we were to go Avengers, then that's kind of that's probably at least four characters. Well, three or four, depending on if we want to dual affiliate the Avengers or not. Well, no. So it we already have three Avengers in our list of those five. Three of them are also Avengers. Oh, yeah. Because Blade, Dr. Voodoo, and Iron Fist are all Avengers. Oh, wow. Yeah, so then... Oh, wow. Okay, so then really it just becomes... Well, and so I guess what I was what I was getting at is if we go... If we want to go Sam... Mm -hmm. um, I really like War Machine with Sam. Mm -hmm. I know it's kind of a boring choice, but <laughs> but they kind of feel like a pair to me. Well, let's uh, talk about a similar but also recently upgraded choice. Okay. Uh, which is, of course, that Iron Man and his giant laser. Mm, I do love giant space lasers. Mm -hmm. It's one of my favorite things. But yeah, also, he's really fun. We also have updated core box Captain America. Yeah, that's and well, and then you know, the Hulk, mm -hmm. who doesn't really fit with what we're Doing. potentially trying to do. Um, I but... don't think he fits in this list. I think there will be a time for him to come out. Because um, mm -hmm. like Hulk is Hulk is for gamma launching half the time, yes. and you do not want a gamma launch a bullseye. <laughs> no, no, unless you're gamma launching him to the back corner of the board from the middle. Yeah. Um, but I think there will be some upcoming episodes where Hulk does make an appearance. Mm, mm -hmm. Yeah, outside, yeah, I don't want to get on too much of a tangent, but my secret thing that I, I never really got to do, but I was excited about, was playing him in Cabal on Montesi. Mm. Yeah. That could be... And now he's even scarier there. <laughs> yeah, now he's absolutely horrifying there. So, actually, I should be more excited to play. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so so then, wow, that it really... It's crazy how fast... I always forget how fast 10 characters can lock up. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because we could very easily here go... Uh, Cap, Cap, Iron Man, War Machine, Black Widow. Mm -hmm. And that would and be then... all of our characters. And then that would be that, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then, which I guess, you know, it that's not, it's not a bad way to go. And because we're going to have a lot of discussion about uh, tactics cards now, because we get 20% more, right? Mm -hmm. Well, also, I will point out that War Machine has bleed. It's true, yeah. And so, um, he, I never thought about him as a Midnight Sun Splash, but that might be really fun. Yeah. Because um, you also get the white range one place to reline up the beam for a double beam. Oh, that's pretty nice. And he's tough. And then he also, you know, they um, are real physical light in mm -hmm. the Midnight Suns. And so um, I, like, I like having, if I'm not going to, you know, my mystique list was it was I've just been playing mostly physical for the past several months, mm -hmm. and with like a little splash of mystic and and energy in there, mm -hmm. and it's it's not terrible. I mean, you definitely find games where you know you run into a carnage or a 
blade or something like that, and you're like, I really need to diversify. Mm-hmm. But you can get by on just physical, you know what I mean? So before we commit to that Iron Man, though, because uh, mm-hmm. I think the rest of that stuff checks out, I want to bring up someone who I think is good in both Sam, um, to a lesser extent Steve, but still pretty solid in Steve, and in the Midnight Suns, which is Drax the Destroyer. Ooh, that's pretty exciting. Let's talk about Drax for a minute. Uh-huh. He's a very tanky member with invulnerability for your Sam list. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a big giant swell. And then, uh, doesn't he also benefit from bleeds? Yep, he benefits from bleed. Um, and so he he gets rerolls on his basic attack with bleed. Um, and then he also gets his vengeance token, which um, the move off of Midnight Suns gets it, can get him wherever he wants towards the person allows him to make double uh double attacks against the person or at least single attacks against the person who's running away so much easier oh wow yeah that's really cool i like that mm-hmm. huh yeah that's pretty fun um let's see here who else who else would slot in as a three well let's okay <clears throat> i should have had my squad builder going the entire time are you um do you have the ability to i like you know um at first, when I started using Assemble, the analysis, when I wasn't, when I was less good at the game, mm-hmm. um, I'm still not great, um, but when I was even less good than I am now, uh, the analysis function just like made my head explode every time I looked at it. Yeah. And um, I really felt like I turned a corner the first time I, I hit the analysis button and I was like, oh, here we go. It's going to give me a bunch of stuff I don't know what to do with. And then I actually like, finally understood what it was showing me Mm -hmm. and it's really nice what i really like it for is just the ability to try to find holes you know get you can kind of scroll through really quickly and look at the different threat values and then like sometimes you know i'll try to look at like do i have a do i have a four threat five threat and then maybe even like a six threat option or uh, not threat but like a four four model five model six Mm -hmm. model uh build at like very threat levels if I'm trying to play them. Yeah, so I've I've recently transferred to Danger Room just because I can use it both on my phone and my computer and save stuff across. Mm. Um, but they have a neat little thing where in their analysis tab you can filter breakdowns to make sure it includes a specific character. Oh, that's even better. Um, so we have at 14 we can play Blade, Bullseye, Dr. Voodoo, Iron Fist. Mm, yeah, Blade, Voodoo, Iron Fist, and Bullseye, right? Yep. Is that what you just said? Yes. Yep. Yeah, I love that. Uh-huh. Or we can play uh, Cap, Cap, Bullseye, Blade. Ooh. Wow. And then you can go either affiliation that way. Uh-huh. Or you can play Sam Cap, Bullseye, Black Cat, War Machine, Black Widow. Whoa. Or trade out Black uh, Black Cat for Iron Fist. And just have four affiliated members. Wow. Yeah, that, we, wow, that's came out a lot more flexible at 14 than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. That's pretty solid. And then we tick up to 15 and we get a lot of options. Because we get Blade, Bullseye, Iron Fist, Black Cat, Black Widow. 
we get Steve Captain America, Bullseye, Iron Fist, Another Three, and Black Widow. Um, and then we get some really weird Sam Cap lists. Because, like, we can go Sam Cap, Bullseye, Doctor Voodoo, Iron Fist, Black Widow. Wow. Okay, wow. This is... Can you, wait, say that again? So at 15, you can get a Sam Cap, Bullseye, Doctor Voodoo, Iron Fist, Black Widow. Wow. And everyone but Bullseye is affiliated there. Man, and so then we would... So at 15, that would be like potentially a gamma list, yeah? Yeah, that's either Gamma or Wakandan Hub. Mm, and mm -hmm. you can do some funny stuff on Wakandan Hub with Dr. Voodoo. And then Iron Fist is a fairly good Hub carrier. Oh, it's true. Wow. Because his flying kick is not a move action. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. And then also, is the flying kick is a physical attack also, right? Yep. Nice. Look, it's the extra dice. Yeah, that's pretty solid. I like that. And then, I guess... Well, maybe I'm talking crazy here. But... <laughs> you could... Well, I guess, yeah, because... Yeah, he's just going to be better. Cause, uh, that... Yeah, you're right. The uh, flying kick is not a move action. But I was just running through my head, like... What if he gave Bullseye the herb? Hey! Immune to, uh, to uh, slow and stagger and giving him an extra dice on his attacks. Not terrible. Mm-hmm. And then if they attack him, he runs away, right? Yep. So that's kind of fun. And then we go up to 16, where we get Blade, Bullseye, Iron Fist, uh, Doctor Voodoo, Black Widow. Okay, yeah. Yeah? Or okay. you can do Blade, Bullseye, Iron Fist, Black Cat, War Machine. Wow, and then that would be like a potential for... Where would you like to play that one, maybe? That one has a lot of characters with small... But with like one tick voters, so you could play it at Maya Fisk. Mmm. Mmm, you could play it on Fisk. Mm-hmm. And then that one, was that was Dr. Voodoo in that last one? Yep. Uh, yeah. No, not that last one. Okay. Um... But then you can also do, we get our first, uh, we get some five wide uh, Steve Rogers Captain America with the likes of like Steve, Bullseye, Dr. Voodoo, Iron Fist, Black Widow. Wow. And Dr. Voodoo actually becomes so much more horrifying under Steve Rogers' leadership. Somewhat more horrifying because you cannot reduce the cost of X costed abilities yeah but the uh the other stuff because his other two mm -hmm. are three costs right yeah yeah i like that uh i like that bump down from three to two is really good mm -hmm. um and then we get into the sam wilson stuff where we get some interesting lineups um because we have like sam bullseye iron fist black cat Steve. Wow, and I wonder, you know what's interesting is that like Steve might actually just 
not mind hanging around with Bullseye sometime. Yeah. Take some of the heat off of him, you know? Mm -hmm. Man. Wow. What a neat little list we've built already. This is kind of fun. I like this. Uh, 17, we get our first six-wide list. Mm. With Sam, Bullseye, Iron Fist, Black Cat, War Machine, Black Widow. Wow. Man. While also having the likes of, like, Blade, Bullseye, Dr. Voodoo, Iron Fist, War Machine. Yowzers. Wow, yeah, this thing, this is all over the place already. I love mm -hmm. all this. And then we got some 18 options. We got, like, we got the extremely flexible Steve, uh, Bullseye, Iron Fist, Sam, War Machine, Black Widow list. Wow, and where, so which 18, where do you like that one, essentially? Uh, that one can go to multiple places, because the 218, that's a lot of physical defense for, um... Oh, for Madman. Yeah. Um, and you have, um, that is also hammers. Ooh. And a lot of those people like a hammer. Everybody likes a hammer. Mm hmm Everybody likes a hammer. Especially yeah. War Machine. Oh my gosh. And, well, yeah, Bullseye likes some hammers, War Machine likes hammers. Anyone who can get attack compression where you get multiple attacks off in a single, multiple physical attacks off in a single attack, likes oh. a hammer. Yeah, the hammer beams. Mm-hmm. Or hammer, hammer bullet guns. Yep. Uh, 19, we get to go six wide on Blade, Bullseye, Dr. Voodoo, Iron Fist, Black Cat, and Black Widow. Oh my gosh, this list is so long. Hold on, I just, I just, <laughs> I'm scrolling through this thing real quick. I just got the analysis caught up here. Okay, here we go. So now we got some, where did that go? Where were we at, 19 threat? Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Oh my gosh, there's so many, so many options. Well, I guess we took a thousand three, three threat characters, right? Well, and we also took, uh, let's look at this. One, two, three, four, <laughs> five, six, seven in affiliation Avengers. Ooh. <laughs> that does help. Yeah, it does. Wow, that is bananas. This is crazy. It didn't feel like we just built a super thick Avengers roster when we did that, but... Which means Avengers Assemble is going to be nice. Oh, yeah, that's bananas. That is absolutely bananas. So, one thing I'm noticing here, though, is that it doesn't look like... I guess at 20, we finally get to 7 threat. At 7 wide? So at 7 wide, yeah. I don't know why I keep saying threat there. Yeah, we get 7 wide finally at 20. And mm -hmm. so there is... There's a little bit of a discussion to be had with your swarm theory. Not your specific swarm theory, but just swarm theory in general, I think. And that, like, do you go six pretty good guys or do you go seven guys where there's some, like, questionable, you know, like, how heavy do you want to lean into the swarm? <laughs> or in the case of Guardians of the Galaxy, go eight wide. Yeah, totally. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And when do you, yeah, like when do you, where are those breakpoints that you're trying to hit it? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and so um, one because th one thing I'm noticing as we go through a lot of these is that like Drax is cool, but his name isn't coming up a whole lot. And so a lot of times um, when I build a roster, I'll I'll start to look at like what combination of of what combinations of guys look uh -huh. good to play. Well, it's, like... um, I have I did not put Drax into the list before doing it. I left I left it at just the nine. Oh, gotcha. Just to see okay. if there was like a point value where we needed us, but like a five thread or something. Yeah, and so what I think, what I'm thinking is. Um, and I definitely that, think we have the room for a tower if we want it. For a what now? For a tower, big piece. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I was, I was kind of thinking, so because we do have, and so, okay, do you do this like advanced R&D style where once you lock it in, that's it? Nope. Or uh, do we swizzle it around a little bit? We are nebulous. Okay, cool. I like swizzling. All right. Um, so what i'm what i'm thinking is uh we do we have the slot for a big guy um and i love some big guys mm -hmm. um can i suggest then... the biggest of boys <laughs> is that uh is that gemmed up thanny boy or is that uh, a big d uh i i was looking at gemmed up thanny boy just getting him with a mind gem and that's a seven point splash, so we can play at him at 18, 19, and 20 by mm. oscillating our Avengers core, and we get him in Avengers, where mm. suddenly his death decree is one. Yeah, that's turns out that's really good. Mm -hmm. Or I wonder. Oh yeah, I guess seven is pretty solid. I wonder if we're if we're using him as like a mostly support piece. What if we went potentially power gem power gem is also good um the reason i like the mind gem is it also gives you scenario control on him but he also kind of has that with cosmic portal so i can definitely see power gem as well mm -hmm. yeah that was my thought process also is that like he has he has the built-in with the portal mm -hmm. um but then you know obviously with the mind gem um two is better right yeah um the other option you can go there is the soul gem Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's true. Interesting thing about the soul gem, when I first when it first got presented, I thought maybe this will create a situation on the table where my opponent will think about using a superpower before they do because they might not want me to get the power. That is never the case. No. <laughs> It's just how much power, I think really the thing is like, how much power do I think I can get off yeah. of this, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I am, I think I'm more of a, if, we, if we're talking power v soul, I'm much more in the camp of, well, I guess if we're going to put him in Steve Rogers, then the soul stone. Does not uh, trigger off of our stuff. Does not trigger off of our stuff, which is fine, but you don't need, because all of his stuff, you know, you get that reduction, so you're not, it's not as necessary, I think, to have, like, a giant pile of power on it, right? Yeah, but also, and, like, it's a confirmed two versus a confirmed three, because suddenly two deaths decree and a cosmic portal in a turn, and around, just doing on different turns, 
with a power gem is still very good, and that's not counting whatever power he generates off of punching people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's true. So yeah, um, I would be down for the power gem. Okay. Yeah, so it sounds like... That sounds pretty good. I think I like that. Because I think the other way to go with that last slot potentially would have been to try to sneak another two threat in there, and then uh, to kind of go to just like uh, you know focus out on that like wide build. Mm -hmm. uh, but I am a sucker for a big guy, as I said, and yes. I love I love the idea of um, you know Thanos and Avengers was a thing like you know it got experimented with a, like a I think maybe it got talked about more than it got played with. Yeah. Um, and I think it, you know, it, it was one of those things that it always came back to, um, kind of like how uninspiring Cap is to play a lot of times. Mm -hmm. It's like the bummer, right? Is that um, the leader of your affiliation, it's like important for that character beyond all else to be exciting to play because it's the leader. Yeah. Right. Is this too obvious of a statement to me? I feel like it's. I feel like I'm. I'm having like a little bit of a light bulb here with the whole leader situation and like why people. Why you just don't see guardians or um, like Steve as much or like spider foes with goblin and things like that. Because like, hey. well, that's interesting. Because like goblin is fun to play. I love yeah. playing goblin. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was. Uh. Yeah. I was like secretly hoping we would go down the spider foes rabbit hole today. <laughs> <laughs> I I went down that last week. Aha. Uh -huh. If okay. I remember correctly. Um they all kind of blend together at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's understandable. But no, it's it's I I I think Green Goblin is just like the highest skill curve character in the game. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I guess like knowing no it kinda like Yeah, there's a, a lot of nuance there. Yeah. He is a brick wall <laughs> at times. Um, but I think he does some good stuff, and I think he also is a solid affiliated option for a Criminal Syndicate where you splash Doc Ock and just do dumb stuff with World Lake plans in Criminal Syndicate. Mm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that. I really like that, that idea. Mm -hmm. And also, yeah, Goblin just, you know, any character that I like, I tend to He's one, you know. He's in a in a class of characters that has a neat reactive ability that you just don't see pop up very often. Oh yeah. And um, so I really I like any any character that has something that like any single ability that just like clearly defines a character because it's like nobody else has it. So if you want it, you gotta take him. Yeah, that's Red Skull and Hail Hydra. Mm, mm hmm. Have mm -hmm. you ever played against Red Skull Venom? <laughs> No, but I want to play it now. Oh, it is dirty. Yeah, that sounds really fun. Mm -hmm. But that yeah. gets us through characters. Whew, all right. Yeah, that was a whirlwind. That was fun. Mm -hmm. um, and so let's head into those secures and extracts. Let's take care of those quickly. Okay, yeah, and then, yeah, because the crisis, I think those are, or the tactics cards, rather, are going to kind of gel around mm -hmm. kind of what plans we develop for the crisis cards right yeah um i think we have a lot of solid 15s um and i don't see it played as much but i think we have a lot of good synergy on a close scenario for gamma waves 
And we can set up the days doing cleanup phase with Mr. Bullseye. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm hearing a little bit of uh, potentially cube. Oh, absolutely cube. And then some gamma. Mm-hmm. And then... And I think we want hammers. Oh, yeah, we absolutely want... Yeah, we probably want hammers, and because we like our 18 threat options also, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And so then... Um, and then we like our physical. Yes. Uh, but can, let's let's finish out these uh, extracts. Uh, okay. We talked a little bit about Hub, but I'm not sure if that's <laughs> something we super want to go for. Uh, yeah, I... Full disclosure, I am really bad at herbs. <laughs> <laughs> I am really bad at that one. That's like, it's in the realm of um, spider infected, of ones that I just can't seem to wrap my head around. Mm. I feel like, did you ever see uh, Royal Tenenbaums? No. <laughs> oh, damn it. Okay, well, never mind then. <laughs> um, the other one that I want to bring up is Montessi formula. Mm. I like some Montessi. Um. So that could be an interesting one. Another interesting one to bring up, just because I think specifically um, Bullseye carries it really well and we like our higher point values at times, is Alien Ship. Mm. Oh, he is a pretty good ship carrier, huh? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say... I was going to actually shortlist, even though I just said that I'm really bad at spider infected, I think that's a place where, like, Bullseye is pretty good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can see that. So that would be another one. But yeah, we don't have a, a really high threat. Um, and so, and I like that. Um, and then that gives us a little more option if we want to lean on uh, kind of like, because that's where our widest of wide lists is, right? Yeah. But also, so, yeah, we I'm... can play Thanos in that list, and just, if they pick it up, Cosmic Portal them into the field. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I love that. Okay. I'm down for some alien shit. Mm -hmm. And now, back to Secures. Um, mm -hmm. We have some fairly solid physical defenses. I mean, we have War Machine at four, we have uh, Bullseye at three, we have Cap at four, um, we have Blade at four. Mm-hmm. And, like, we don't have that many twos. And, like, the twos that we do have, we have fours at that slot. Because it's, like, Dr. Voodoo is technically a two. Um, right. And, like, even Black Widow is a three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, Dr. Voodoo's our only two physical guy, right? Mm -hmm. And everyone else is three or fours. Which is really nice. Yeah, that's pretty nice. Okay, so I think what I'm hearing is uh, we probably like Madman. Mm -hmm. Right? So let's go ahead and drop that in. That gives us a solid 18. Yes. I don't think, despite what we talked about earlier, I don't think it's quite intrusion to open across city as seals collapse for us. Mm, yeah, um, yeah, especially because yeah, I think we want to limit C secures um, mm -hmm. in an environment where we have bullseye. So yeah, and I don't think we want uh, the the one I, the other one I'm thinking possibly for us is cosmic invasion. 
Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like Invasion. I do, I like a D-map. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I like, you know, it's interesting because Sword is such a skewing crisis card right now uh-huh. that it's it's good that we we have like a solid couple options for 14 threat depending mm-hmm. on how it sorts out yeah mm-hmm. um but i don't necessarily feel beholden to bring it yeah mm-hmm. like i don't think we're good enough at it that it's a thing we want to try for but i also think that if somebody else like if we found ourselves playing it i wouldn't be sad yeah yeah, so spider portals, cosmic invasion. We 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 don't have as good energy defenses as we could do physical defenses. Mm. We don't have any big forts in that category, from what I can tell, and we have more twos in that category too. Mm. Like we then, only so what about... have Captain America as a four. Oh. Everyone Yikes. else is a three or a two. So I think of the Ds, we would be looking at Cosmic Invasion because we don't want to give the team facing against Bullseye healing. Mm. Oh, that's a good point. Yep, 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 that's true. Yeah, because if, yes. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly there. Mm-hmm. So let's go that 16 Cosmic Invasion, and that's a good suite of uh and extracts yeah it you know i um so i know earlier when we were talking about crisis selection being randomized that uh one of the things i said is that you know pretty soon i'm sure or not maybe not really soon but soon ish we're gonna we might find ourselves in a realm where you can just take three of the same shape Mm -hmm. um i am kind of a big fan of trying to mix it up um, as far as like shapes and threat values go, mm-hmm. um, and that might be one of my failings as a player. I'm not sure if it's a if it's a strength or a weakness, but I like to try to bring a spread of things mm-hmm. because I like the gamesmanship of trying to obfuscate what my plan is for my opponent mm-hmm. when we show each other what we've got. Well, and I also think that. Um... AMG has done a very good job of making things that are similar shape not good for all the same teams. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think looking at the difference between uh, Gamma Waves and Demons Downtown is a massive example of that. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They. Uh, they do. Yeah. And you know, you could look at something like. Uh... You know, even though, like, Sword and uh, Meteors are both uh, Flip Cs, they're still, like... Very different. Very different in how they end up playing out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I like this. I like a a spread of threat values, because when I present my list to my opponent, I want them to look at it and go, wow, this guy's all over the place. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm trying to do here. Or I don't know what he's trying... I want them to look at my stuff and go, I don't know what he's trying to do. That makes me feel funny. Yeah. So let's go through the hard part now. Yeah, this is gnarly. Tactics cards. I think there are two that we instantly get in there. Uh, Which are Avengers Assemble and Siege of Darkness. Absolutely. If I can spell. Um, 
do we also want to get back to the ghost hound in here? Mm, that is one I really like. I think that card is insanely powerful. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's insanely powerful. I'm going to say it twice. That's how strong I think it is. But um, I don't know. I think it's main strength is in the obvious use with Doctor Strange and or like somebody else who has like one of those long Yahtzee strings. Mm. Or I guess Doctor Strange really is the only one who can use it that has it, right? Well, I look at it as an amazing piece for Blade. Mm. On his builder where you can get guarantee a wild and it's a two it's a two damage swing. Oh because yeah. of his pierce. That's a good point. And then you get the bleed off of it too, right? Yep. Yeah, that's pretty solid. That's pretty solid. All right, you sold me. <laughs> yeah, just guaranteeing those wilds on characters. Because uh, it's also on uh, Iron Fist, you guarantee a stun, which is scary. Um, mm. And it's a guaranteed set power or a power burn on Dr. Voodoo. Oh, yeah, he gets a lot of use out of those squiggles. Yeah. Sweet. Okay, yeah, I love I love Bats the Ghost Hound. Uh-huh. And also, importantly, Dr. Voodoo is a four each on both of his attacks. Uh, Dr. Voodoo is a four... For each wild, not if you get a wild, oh. it's for each wild. Oh, I see. Yes. Yeah, I love that. Which So you can just use it to kill someone. Because <laughs> uh, pa uh, power burn deals damage equal to the power lost from its power burn. Oh, yeah, so you get the double. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's probably pretty good. And then it's, that's one of those things where if you just end up, because, you know, Sometimes randomly you'll just roll three or four wilds and just kill them. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, and if you get close, right? If you get into that place where you roll like two, mm -hmm. and you're like, "Man, a third one would kill him," then I guess there it is. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I love bats that goes town. Mm -hmm. So there's a bit of um, bullseye tech that I need to shout out, but we're not going to play today because we mm. don't have the required character. Uh oh, who is it? Uh, Crystal. Okay, I'm listening. Uh, because Elemental Infusion uh, is when you deal damage with uh, when a, uh, when uh, a character within three of Crystal suffers damage from an allied effect. Oh, wow. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> that's really good. Mm-hmm. So that you can't I really never good. miss to give them incinerate stun. I can't believe I missed that. I must have scoured the list of characters a thousand times doing prep for this. I even went through the inhumans. I kinda like half built a little bit of an inhumans roster. Mm -hmm. Again, uh, I think he's really solid in inhumans, because that also yeah. is kind of dumb. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's so good. But again, not for today, but I wanted to bring it up. Mm -hmm. That's a little piece of bonus tech. I might have to play mm -hmm. that next weekend. Yes. 
Um, another piece we talked about already is Heroes for Hire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a that's an auto include. If you've got mm-hmm. Iron Fist, might as well just staple that right onto him. Especially now that he now that we have the ten tactical slots, it's much easier to fit it in. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of character specific cards, since we have him in there, do we want to talk about Bird of Prey? I think it's called. Let me double check that. One th- the Sam Wilson card. Oh. Um, yes, Bird of Prey. Bird of Prey? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bird of Prey. Which is anti-flying tech. Oh, yeah. Um, for those who may not know, when Sam Wilson targets an enemy that has flight superpower with an attack, he may spend two power, add three dice to it, and may re-roll any dice, number of dice during the attack. If it deals damage, the character who got attacked loses flight for the turn. I wonder, how many characters in the game do you think fly? Hmm. Well, there are a lot of big ones, because Angela flies, uh, Thor flies, um... Yeah, I like, have... almost all the Asgardians fly, I think. Maybe yeah, Valkyrie and Loki don't. Yeah, I don't think Valkyrie or Loki do, but I think Enchantress does as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Mysterio, I think, has flight. Let me go into browse uh, to double check some. I know Green Goblin has flight. Uh, Mags has flight. Yep. Uh, does Scarlet Witch have flight? Ooh, good question. Uh, Cassandra Nova has flight. I think both Doctor Stranges fly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they better. Um, Ebony Ma has flight. Scarlet Witch flies, Storm flies, that's a big one. Eh. Yeah, he'll just paste Storm if he gets a hold of her. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Jean Grey flies. Modoc flies. A lot of flying. Oh, no, yeah, no, Modoc does not. Sorry, I got Modoc that. Modoc doesn't fly. No, but he's size four. But yeah, Mysterio flies. Yeah. How did I miss that? Because mm-hmm. you're thinking he was a wall crawler. Mmm, it's true. Um, a lot of flyers. There's a good... Star-Lord flies. Another character <laughs> that gets totally splatted. Uh, Ultron flies. So, uh, and... Uh, War Machine flies. Does Iron Man fly? Yeah, almost yeah. assuredly. Yeah. Hulkbuster flies. Mm-hmm. Baron Mordo? Yeah, Baron Mordo flies. No, Hulkbuster does not fly. What? Not until he gets to his backside. Oh. Huh. He's a little too big to fly in his normal state. Yeah, those. Uh, he's got those mis- misleading uh, rocket boots. Mm-hmm. Every time I see fire coming out of somebody's feet, uh, sorry, pardon me, but I just assume they fly. <laughs> Yeah. Doesn't matter how big they are, if their feet are on fire, they're probably <laughs> flying, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Iron Man Hulkbuster can fly. But not regular Hulkbuster. Mm. No, and then Mr. Sinister flies while, mm-hmm. in the, while we're in the neighborhood there. Really? He does? Mm-hmm. Nice. So yeah, there are a lot of flying characters and a lot of big scary flying characters. I mean, we talked about Magneto, Doctor Strange, Storm. Mm-hmm. Enchantress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's- Get some uh, 
Turds of Prey going. Mm-hmm. And we, that's five, and we have not talked about the restricted list yet. It's true. So let's talk about some of that. Okay. Well, I am a sucker for all you've got in Doomed Prophecy. Mm-hmm. And I think Bullseye is not a bad option for that. It's true. I think, yeah, I like I like more of a... Because here's the thing, right? Is that we talked about how he's a character that really um, rewards you for positioning well. Mm-hmm. And it really... You can double down on it with Doom. If, you're, if you are already confident in your ability to position him, mm-hmm. then you should feel fine slapping Doom Prophecy down on him. And it's not like we only have him as the one target. We also have War Machine. Absolutely. Which is a monster. Yeah, that is one of the scariest. He's one of the scariest ones, I think, mm-hmm. out of the current batch. Yeah. Um, but I could be... So, you know, I've seen... I've, I myself... Um, I don't... I don't let myself think I'm smart enough to get really the, the good use out of field dressing that I see played against me. But yeah. um, I've, I've seen like such face melting field dressing play mm-hmm. um, from other people that like I I feel like it really is the other one that should be part of the conversation, mm-hmm. um, especially because, you know, with Sam's leadership, uh, we have some amount of attrition that we're just taking anyway. Yeah. And um, so, you know, I know that, like, depending on when somebody plays field dressing, when I'm playing against them, because I never play it, Mm -hmm. um, um, when they play it is really important. And, you know, part of this game is enticing your opponent to make suboptimal decisions. Yeah. And so sometimes that means making a play that is like mildly suboptimal yourself, but like you get a bigger benefit mm-hmm. from them biting. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So, so something like field dressing, you know, to really play it good, you want to do it right at the end of your round. Yeah. So that they don't have a lot of time to answer. Mm-hmm. But I am a player, this is the kind of crazy person I am. I am the type of player where I will use Doomed Prophecy sometimes um, when I do not have priority as a way to try to direct my opponent away from something else on the board that is more important to my gameplay. So let me tell you about a fun combo that I do. I do that all the time. I think that's a very good use of Doomed Prophecy. Mm -hmm. But let me tell you about doing that and blind obsession on two different targets across the table from each other. It's one of the best things. Oh yeah. It's one of the best. And actually in a game I played recently, I did it on two different targets that were real close to each other. Mm-hmm. And not like you couldn't hit them with the same attack, but they were in a position where they could both attack the same target. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Also, not going to come up here, but Dune Prophecy Crossbones is hilarious. Oh my god. <laughs> I can't believe I've never done that. Because he can still pay to reduce. Wow. Oh, that's awesome. And aggressive towards you. 
That is so awesome. I love that. Oh my god, that's so funny. <laughs> but I definitely, I like the Doom Prophecy. I'm a big Doom Prophecy person, as I have made well aware on this show. I also think we go Blind Obsession. Mm-hmm. Yep, I'm a big fan of that card. Um, and then I want to bring up my favorite piece of tech out there, and I think it's especially going to help a bullseye. Which okay. is Marked for Death. Ooh. Allow me one moment just to pull that up again, uh, because I I remember sort of what it does. Two allied characters that are within five of the same enemy character may spend one each to play this card. This round, the enemy character loses and cannot gain stealth, becomes speed slow, and cannot modify or reroll its defense dice. Yep. That is pretty good. Have you ever marked for death an amazing Spider-Man? <laughs> oh, that poor bastard. <laughs> Oh, yeah. What a sad Spider-Man that would be. <laughs> also, marked for death and Angela. Mm. Just make her slow. Or, or Baron Zemo. Wow. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Marked for death was a card that I tried to play a lot when it first came out. And I kept trying to play it incorrectly. So I got really frustrated with it. In the same way that, like... I got really frustrated with trip up, mm-hmm. but because it was, I was trying to play it correctly and found it was almost impossible to do. <laughs> Where like Mark for Death is really easy to make happen, but I always, I was trying, to, I always tried to use it on stuff that it didn't actually affect, like Captain America or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where he's just counting something as instead of changing it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, so it kind of fell off my radar, but, um, in a land where we are, we're not like leaning. What I love about this is that we're not like leaning on bullseye, but we're like creating an environment for him to live his best life. Yeah. Mm Um, I will come to the defensive trip up though. (laughs) Okay. Because I have been playing Trip Up with Rocket Raccoon. Because only the other character has to be within two. So you can shoot from range five into a character, and as long as the other character is within range two, you can play Trip Up. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, I wonder, it probably... You know, and to be just in a, in a, for total disclosure here, I don't think I've tried to play trip up since core box days, probably a year ago, at least. Yeah. And I, you know, I think when it first came out, yeah, it's probably, yeah, probably safe to say like core box and then up through like Wakanda, I think. And probably mm-hmm. by the time Wakanda came out, I was like, there are way better cards than this. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, me and my buddy that I was playing with locally while everything was quarantined, we both took trip up almost every game in the core box days because our whole mission in life and playing mcp was just to play the card once i i played it in the three box challenge um and at one point i tripped up a bob rocket Ooh! wow yep that's a way to do some damage and stun and stagger <laughs> yeah it's true yeah i guess that's one of those things like it's nice to be able to slap on the other stuff so just in case you squeeze like it ends up with one of those things where you do like one or two points of damage mm-hmm. 
on your nine dice attack, you're like, okay, well, I deal you one or two points of damage. But that was all I needed in order to get the stun and the stagger on. Yeah, and it was I was playing uh, Death and Taxes. You were playing what now? Uh, Death and Taxes. Uh, so my core list was Loki, Mind Gem, uh, Bob, Groot, Deadpool, Red Skull. <laughs> yes, I love that Loki Groot combo. Is uh, that's another thing that I haven't played since, like basically since Groot came out. I played him, and because again, it was like a I had a two person meta, mm -hmm. and because um, I hadn't I hadn't discovered TTS yet, mm -hmm. and Loki Groot together was so rude. I was like, I can I can't play this against the only person I play MCP with because he won't want to play anymore. Loki, Groot, Cassandra Nova. Yeah, that's going to be a whole new... Have you played that one yet? Uh, yes, and it was at a higher point value, so it was uh, Loki, Groot, Deadpool, Cassandra Nova. Because Deadpool, you can pay power to steal their power. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I have another suggestion for a really cute card that will probably save Mr. Bullseye's life. You there? Oh, sorry. Yes, I didn't hit the button. Is it um, fall in any direction you want? No. Oh, I guess that is away from the character. Fall back? Yeah, no. It is a card called Red Room Training. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Red Room Training is pretty good. Give him stealth, and stealth plus putting shot is disgusting. Mm. Because it's almost Im they have to literally be standing on top of you for you not to get out of stealth range. Oh wow! With the short, it's like they have to be within range one for your short move not to get you out of range three. I think it is. Oh, that's pretty awesome. That's really you know because Red Room that just came out with omega or that came out with omega red right yeah yeah and so you know what's funny about that is that card came out and then i started it made me look at the other two cards mm -hmm. um pretty sneaky and uh shadow org mm -hmm. and um i can't believe we didn't mention did we mention we didn't mention x-force right at the very beginning we were talking about affiliations no i don't think we did yeah but it's and, and i think like well and that's it's we're way down the road from that, but I just want to throw this out there because, like, my first thought and why I didn't bring it up is because I was more thinking about it in the sense of the Cable Domino Deadpool. Well, it's that... pretty sneaky says his only affiliated characters. Oh, okay. Well, get that out of there then. But you can Shadow Org him. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. But that's, you know, that's in affiliation. Yeah. So that's not mm -hmm. how we're trying to play. Yes, but Red Room Training, yeah, and I didn't even think about the combination with Parting Shot and being able to just flat out get out of range yeah so that's that's actually that's really awesome so i think uh, that's probably a lock that's safe and that's 10 wow damn that went fast yeah so I mean, let's let's just go over this for everyone at home uh we have bullseye blade dr voodoo iron fist black cat captain america captain america that's sam and uh sam and steve uh, War Machine, Black Widow, 2.0, and Thanos plus the Mind Gem with the new way that gems work. 
Um, then for tactics cards, we have Avengers Assemble, Siege of Darkness, That's the Ghost Hound, Heroes for Hire, Birds of Prey, All You've Got, Doom Prophecy, Blind Obsession, Marked for Death, and Red Room Training. For Secures, we have Gamma Wave Sleep Across the Midwest, Mutant Madman Turns City Center into Lethal Amusement Park, and Cosmic Invasion Black Order Descends on Earth. And then for Extracts, we have Struggle for the Cube Continues, Fear Grips World as Worthy Terrorized Cities, and Alien Ship Crashes in Downtown. Wow, this is really sweet. And I think what's really cool about what we have wrought tonight is that um, it this is not a hyper-focused list. Mm -hmm. It's not trying to only do one thing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's strength in that, but I think, and, you know, if we look at, the change to you know crisis selection um i'm hoping that it it sort of forces what the developers hope it's gonna try to force which is just an ability to play uh, more reactive to the situation mm -hmm. yeah and to kind of bring a roster that is more adaptable than not yeah mm -hmm. and i really like that i like i like i, I always feel and it, you know it's funny because I I feel like my, for myself I'm a much better sort of like turn zero or round zero round one player, and um, that it's just you know the way that my my brain tends to uh, parse things or whatever. Um, I get I'm real I'm a really good planner, and I can create like really interesting little traps or situations to present my opponent with, mm -hmm. um, but the thing that I need work on is the core competency of this game, <laughs> uh, which is making the right decision at the right time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And regardless of, you know, being able to kind of put everything else out of your mind and go like, Oh, my dice roll over there sucked. Or, you know, this crisis combination is not great for me. Or, you know, you put all those, like I'm good at wiping all of that stuff out of my mind, but I, uh, sometimes I like, it's not analysis paralysis necessarily, but like I really will try to think too hard about each decision instead of just, I think, like a more cursory top-down um, like appraisal of the entire situation is stronger than trying to like, mm -hmm. you know, see all the moves all the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. And so this is neat. This list, this list uh, sounds really fun to me, actually. Fantastic! I'm I'm glad you're excited about it. Yeah, it. Um, I feel like I didn't sell that very well, but <laughs> <laughs> I uh, no, it actually does. And I, I I should like the you know the thing is is like when when I build a roster, I want to um the ones I end up playing the most are the ones where when I get to the end of it, I'm like, wow, this, this, like, it looks really fun and it's going to present me with a bunch of different ways to play it. And it's going to give my opponent a bunch of different weird stuff mm -hmm. to try to wrap their head around. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for coming on. If people wanted to reach out to you, where could they find you? Uh, you can hit me up on discord. Uh, mostly I'm crabulous. Fantastic. And if you want to reach out to me, I am uh, Lexa White on all the MCP discords, Gigypt on all the non-MCP discords. Um, if you want to support the show, come visit uh, patreon.com slash Lexa White, 
uh, where you can get a bonus podcast of me and one of my friends talking about TV. This week I'm having former guest Marcus on to talk about Stargate, which is going to be super, super exciting as I grew up on that show. Um, and then also you get uh, the lists as soon as they are finished being made and as well as a preview of the upcoming schedule of both what guests are coming in and what characters they're planning on talking about. So that's all very exciting stuff if you want to come support the show. Um, additionally, if you want to see me write more formal TV reviews, uh, visit uh, ggip.tumblr.com. If you want to see me guest on some streams, occasionally um, I am on twitch.tv slash theboardgamedome. That is very nebulous and has no structure to it. Um, Saturday and Sunday mornings, though there's some slight working on the schedule right now, so those are a little bit up in the air, uh, I am at twitch.tv slash codabgames, um, talking Arkham Horror the Card Game and specifically custom content for Arkham Horror the Card Game. And then every other Monday I am in, on twitch.tv slash the, the underscore fuzzy, uh, where I am teaching some of my friends from across the country how to play board games, because they are very new. Wow, that all sounds really fun. And I haven't played Arkham Horror, the card game, in a really long time, but that one's really fun. Oh, it is honestly my favorite game. It's so hard. It's so good. <laughs> it is so it's so punishing. It um but that is one I I love um anything that allows you to build an engine. Yeah. And, and it's Okay. The way that it's punishing is never insurmountable. Right. Yeah, it's always, they do a really good job of, like, kind of slow building and allowing you to make horrible decisions so you get really punished by the end of the scenario. Mm -hmm. But then, like, you ne it's very rare for you to fail a scenario to fail a campaign. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's true. That's true. Yeah, and the, yeah, just the way, oh, man, I've had... <laughs> It was fun. Um, I played with a couple of different groups, and um, the first group was kind of like me learning how to play the game or whatever. And then I got, I got, then that's a game that like my mind really like latched onto in a way that mm -hmm. was super fun. Um, and I can't remember the name of the lady now, but she was like the psychologist lady. Oh, Caroline um, Fun. That's the one. Yeah. And um, so we ended up, I ended up with a build of her where I was just like chucking dynamite and, you know, drawing like a thousand cards around and I like reshuffle my deck a hundred times. And it just, it was like this crazy thing. Mm -hmm. uh, it was like super fun to play. And um, so I did that with this, with like the new group. And um, it was like one of my friends and then a couple of guys that he played with. And so I just started the machine going and it just, you know, it's a thing like card games are crazy. Cause like you can build it, but then, you know, you might not, you just might not draw what you want. Yep. You know, and that this one was one of those things where like the deck was excited. So it wanted to show off. So it was just, I just got like all the key cards, like in the first draw basically. Mm -hmm. And um, so the first couple rounds, like my turns were punctuated by the other guys, at the table being like, uh, where did you find this guy? And uh, like, does this always happen? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like Arkham to me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's cool. Um, I might check that out at some point. That one sounds really fun. Yeah. And if I can, I make one plug before we. Uh, yes, absolutely. Okay. 
uh, this is not gaming related or anything else. Um, um, I am a person, I fabricate teeth for a living. Um, and so as a person who makes prosthetic teeth, I just wanted to plug flossing. <laughs> it's really important. Okay, then. <laughs> I, I am cool with it, but that was the least thing I expected. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, with on that note, keep experimenting, people. <laughs>